This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Thrice welcome, dear listeners. Welcome to Achtung Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast. My name is, of course, Nick Hart. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, as I've just told you. Um, here I am at Womb. It's time of this evening, Den, awaiting the entrance of the two teams. It's Millwall versus Swansea City in the Championship. Already early controversy in the team lineup, dear listeners. Well, I've started this up a little bit early. Um, ben Amos takes the field today. He makes his debut, his league debut anyway. Um, with David Marcy on the bench so no signs of Jordan Archer in today's team um, what is that all about I don't know I've only just arrived at the stadium myself so I don't know but Ben Amos starts backline defence with Jake Cooper in the middle Murray Wallace either side of those two we've got James Meredith and Marlon Romeo in midfield Ryan Tunnicliffe Shawnee Williams on the wings Jed Wallace Aiden O'Brien up front the dynamic GF Steve Morrison Lee Gregory so yeah early drama with the um, apparent dropping is he a dropping is he injured has he got a tummy bug is he concussed Joel Narsha not in today's team dear listeners not in today's squad not even warming up the bench here come the two teams this is of course a 5.30 kickoff being shown live on global television from Timbuktu to Tehran from Milan to Yucatan around the world Mill versus Swansea City Lions in their traditional dark blue shirts, white shorts. Swansea today in their traditional white with um, change of, of black shorts today. I thought Ben Amos did okay in the midweek win over Plymouth Argyle. Um, beaten twice, perhaps, but um, I don't think those goals are his fault. So 
certainly should be a more than adequate replacement but what the backstory is to Jordan Archer not being in the, the squad I don't know I'm going to hope it's injury if that sounds doesn't sound too um, too incorrect and I hope it's like petulance we have of course seen the departure this week of Jill Saddle reported 8 million 7 million some say some say 8 million I'm choosing to believe 8 million um, club record fee his head was turned some while ago by the, the glamour the glitz the uh, glitzy nightlife that is Middlesbrough and he left the club yesterday on the second uh, loan transfer deadline day with a view to buy permanently in, in January so um, goodbye Jules Saville incoming of course £2 million signings in a week have you ever lived through such days in Millwall I never have Ben Bradshaw Tom Bradshaw sorry not Ben Bradshaw Tom Bradshaw and Sheffield United's Ryan Leonard a target of Neil Harris's for some while we understand so it's the end of days the coming apocalypse £2 million signings in a week at the Den good atmosphere decent sized crowd it's a summer's evening stadium beautiful the evening sunshine long shadows stretching over the emerald green pitch and as you can see the chaps fancy an international England versus Wales one of two rugby shirts knocking around me here in block one speculation on my whatsapp group uh, Archer stormed out when he heard he'd been dropped stormed out in a hufty that may or may not be true and there's highly unofficial information that may well have a strong um, fake news quality but uh, apparently in a hufty gone home on my notes for myself that I write I, I do do some prep for this show dear listeners I've uh, made a play on the word millionaire I've made more in the air Tom Bradshaw for one million and Ryan Leonard are reported 1.2 none of this is ever disclosed in the modern world it's always we understand reported fees blah 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 so it's going to be the Lions kicking us off attacking the away end as is right and proper under the Millwall Act of 1871 Steve Morrison will take the uh, kick in a moment just hanging on there he goes Lions get us underway so George Savile is gone long live Ryan Leonard is what I say Neil Harris speaking about Ryan Leonard who's reportedly been you know, on, on his agenda for some time an ex-Southend United player who Neil played with when he was on uh, doing his stint at Roots Hall um, but speaking to the news then he says Ryan will be something slightly different to what we have got he's a player we have tracked in two, tra two transfer windows before this one so not only have I been in the same team as him I've watched him as a coach and a manager and admired his quality I'm really pleased to get this over the line says Neil Harris so um, that sounds promising doesn't it dear listeners and Leonard um, report speaking to Jake Sanders journalist Jake says the atmosphere at the Den is always one of the best that he's played at and he's looking forward to getting being on the right side of that atmosphere so well said Ryan Leonard there we are England bingo inside two minutes if you had the uh, two minute ticket you're too late it's one minute 42 for the first England chant of the afternoon seen as an international of course as is any game against the southern any other Welsh teams actually we haven't played Wrexham for donkey's years but certainly Cardiff and Wales always seem to have that internationally quality Kung Fu Internationale who is that that's John Cooper Clark Kung Fu Internationale Swansea coming down there left the ball across the box they fired over from inside the penalty area there. it's going to go for a goal kick two minutes on the clock they've got a reputation developed a reputation 
in recent years of being something of a continental side, relegated of course from the Premier League last last season, um, with a weaker weaker kind of turnout than they may have been used to, but certainly playing good football. They will certainly think of themselves as one of the main contenders in the Championship. Made a poorish start so far. I know it's still early days in the in the 2018-19 season, but they would expect to come here and get a result in all normal course of events. We shall see. Here come the Lions attacking down the left wing. Aidan O'Brien stopped in his tracks there. Bit of Algy Meredith's down on the floor. Crunching tackle. Red car! Red car, dear listeners! Crunching tackle. I missed it in real time. Meredith's on the floor. Late straight red for the Swansea midfielder. Wow. Four minutes in. Dramatic start. Meredith stood down. They won't show inside the stadium, so by the time you get to hear these words, you'll have a better measure of what um, kind of challenge that was. Referee came straight in with a red. Red car. So Swansea down to 10 men. Five minutes in. Mill need to be a bit careful because he'll look to redress that balance if he can do. Meredith still getting some treatment. Looks like he's got the right up with what's just happened as well. That's fired the crowd up. Meredith still down. James Meredith. He's a tough boy. He's a tough Aussie. He's been on the floor for a few minutes now. That must have been some challenge that got, got him. Now, I missed it in real time. I apologise for that. It's not why you pay your subscription to listen to this, is it? Well, as you can hear from the applause there, James Meredith is walking off the pitch gingerly, but walking off nevertheless. They'll give him a once over at the side of the pitch. It looks like he wants to return to the action. Seven minutes showing on the stadium clock, but it's been an extensive break whilst he received that treatment. Formerly, of course, Swansea played at the Vetch Field their old stadium anyone who went down there will remember that quite a distinctive looking ground I've always wondered what Vetch is or was is perhaps it was once like a cabbage patch so Vetch must be some kind of local word for cabbage it's going to be a free kick from Millwall as uh, Morrison gone down there under attention from the defender clutching his head looks like he's took a bash floodlights are on but it's um, gorgeous evening sunshine while we wait for this free kick to be set up it's just about Two or three yards to the right of the of the D. 25 yards. Tony Cliff and Williams standing over it. I would imagine Williams will take a shot from here. Ten minutes on the stadium clock. Beautiful warm evening. I'm turned out in my shorts. My uh, salmon pink shirt, as is um, de rigueur at the den. Here we go. It is Sean Williams takes a shot. He's on the ground, straight into the arms of the goalkeeper, Daisy Cutter as we would have called that back at Castlecombe when I was years ago. See Swansea attacking down the right-hand side. They've uh, not reduced on their attacking intent, despite losing an early, early man. Clearly a passing style side. They've, as I said earlier, developed a reputation for playing the, uh, the Dutch beautiful game. And they're passing the ball around with some precision, albeit with no great uh, penetration at the moment. Coming towards the 15th minute. It's a chance for Swansea to get a crossing as the train trundles past on the, on the high embankment. That's uh, gone completely behind for a goal kick. That would be most disappointing were I a Swansea Jack, which I am not, thankfully. I think we've been given a chance to take it again. How, how so? What, what happened there? Must have been knocked out at the near post. So the second one's come in in succession, floated to the far post. That's headed down. Ben Amos collects 16 minutes. So is the departure of Archer, if that is indeed what's happened, I'm using, um, you know, speculation. 
that might otherwise be in something like the National Enquirer or uh, Now Magazine, speculation of gossip, tittle-tattle as my basis of my truth. But if Archer has indeed stormed out, having been dropped, is that the beginning of the end of an era for, for Jordan Archer? I don't know, but certainly um, he's had his critics for a long time, some fair, some unfair, but um, perhaps this will give him the shake-up that he needs. Or will he take a dive from here? I don't know. Would it, would it be like the start of a crumble? It's an interesting situation, if that is indeed what's happened. It may well just have got those of the backdoor trots or something of that kind. Floaty falls towards Steve Morrison. He's got his head in there, but that's going to go wide for a goal kick. 17 minutes. Big image of Neil Harris on the screen inside the stadium. Furiously chewing gum. Furiously masticating down on the bench area. I always find it curious that people chew gum so, you know, intently. You see it a lot in baseball. As those who know me know, I'm a little bit of a fan of baseball, the San Francisco Giants in particular. And of course there they have a, a bubble gum. Loads of bubble gum in the, in the dugouts. Uh, double bubble is the brand that name to, to look out for. Next time you're in the USA, double bubble. And um, it's, it must be like a stress reliever to blow bubbles. It's, it's um, a curiously childlike thing to do, but um, you see it a lot in the US baseball. Just on the subject of my own mastication habits, um, my, my um, chewing gum wrap is still wedged in the side of the, uh, of the stand here, where it's been for the last couple of years or so now. Still there. Kind of saying winning back to me, winning. Here come the Lions. This is Lee Gregory on the, on the run here. That plays it out wide. It's going to be a little over hit for Aidan O'Brien. Does collect it though. 19 minutes, comes towards 20. O'Brien cuts back in. He's, he tries to feed Meredith. He gets across. He finds... Gregory again, shot blocked inside the penalty area. Back to Meredith on the left-hand side. Ball into the near post. That's going to be headed clear. Lions keeping the pressure going. This is Aidan O'Brien inside the penalty area. He's got Tony Cliff inside of him. Jake Cooper finds Meredith, who loses his footing, unfortunately. But the Lions recover. They're keeping the pressure going. Well, this is Jed Wallace. It's going to be a throw-in for the Lions. Good pressure situation for Millwall here. 20 minutes. Ball now floated in from Ryan Tunnycliffe. What's thinking like a new country star, Ryan Tunnicliffe? Sounds like he should be on country music television or playing the Nashville Awards or something. Ryan Tunnicliffe. We've got a new album out called Endless Trucker Highway or something. Coming towards the 21st minute. Fred on your Denmark, of course, has gone out on loan. Possibly, um, possibly permanently, I don't know. He's gone to Wickham. His spiritual home at Wickham. He has seen some success there previously. Um, Neil Harris was talking him up. He still sees uh, Fred as part of the Mill family and, and he has a role for us, but um, it, it kind of feels like a one-way drive up the M40 to me. I don't know what you think, dear listeners. But good luck to Fred. Wish him well. I've always liked Fred, but he just does lack that extra X factor at times at this level. What's that message from Doug Hume watching in Switzerland? Switzerland and Sweden. I knew it was a country beginning with SW, Sweden. Saying the ref got that decision, they're sending off spot on. There's a floaty crossing from Jay, Jed Wallace. Collected by the goalkeeper. But spot on says Doug. Maybe you'll know more by the time you hear these words, dear listeners. It's the 20 for Swansea coming down our right hand side. He's taken a mile and gets a cross in. That's over the bar. No danger there, dear listeners. 22 minutes, halfway through the first half. Obviously, the um, sending off has um, coloured the half so far completely. Both sides still trying to find their river. Mill clearly have more space. I just think we need to start to think about what we're going to do with that extra space to exploit it. Nil-nil halfway into the first half. Long ball forwards, finds Morrison heads it down. This is Wallace. Cross it wide. 
self-indulgent. He did a kind of a Ronaldo-style um, air kick. Put it wide of the left post. I think that was a touch self-indulgent by Jed. I think he should have buried that. Oh, a nod down from Steve Morrison. Buried. Oh, that was wasteful. Jed was free in front of goal and should have put that into the goal for 1-0. What was he thinking there? Just showing it on the replay. He's trying to beat Cristiano when he should be um, Christopher. I'm, I don't know, I've got stuck on the Elvis Costello lyric of uh, Nicole and Natasha when she looks like Elsie. I'm trying to think of something. Maybe I'll think of it later. As it is, it stays nil-nil. Wasteful. The ball out wide. It's a kind of a quarterback-style pass out wide left to the three over on the far left. This is the ten on the edge of the penalty. He's trying a little bit of disco dance-style moves. Studio 54 at your heart out. He's still keeping possession. Ticking towards 25 minutes. Swansea holding the ball back and forth across our, the middle of our half. We're being pushed back slowly but surely. I talk about Studio 54 like I was there, you know. I once went to Stringfellows, dear listeners. I never made it to Studio 54 in New York City. But I did make it to Stringfellows once, wildly. <laughs> um, I was escorting a young lady, a highly attractive young lady, actually. Um, and I thought I'd show her a good night out. So I went to Stringfellows. I wildly misjudged how much cash was required to buy a drink in Stringfellows. Um, and got cleaned out with one, one round of drinks. This is Steve Morrison down on the right-hand side. He takes his man on, gets the corner. Left-hand side. So, um, so, yeah, cleaned out inside Stringfellows with two round of drinks. She had some bizarre cocktail. I had a beer. Uh, and that saw off most of my readies for the night so um, I'll leave you to um, guess the rest as, as Brian Ferry sings love is the drug you can guess the rest this is Sean Williams going to take the corner on the left hand side 26 minutes floated in deep 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 it's Jake Cooper at the far post he gets it back across the box it's bouncing around head tennis clear Swansea on the break the 10 takes it well in his stride that was a nice little touch there he's got no allies up front runs into a challenge but Swansea continue to press forwards now this is 26 minutes of 20 clear on the right hand side Marlon's chasing down he's put the ball out nice defending by Marlon Romeo listen to the applause there listeners that was good quality defending little moment there where Swansea on the break they're just finding that they're lacking that extra body pressing forwards but that was good defending by Marlon Romeo but Swansea doing a good job of retaining possession here dear listeners which is um disconcerting that's a deeper cross there's no one there going to go for a goal kick coming towards 29 minutes um, Swansea are one man down obviously um, playing some nice stuff they've got some players of quality you do just see little touches little you know passes picked and little moments of um, skill on the ball so we've got to be careful here dear listeners it's not a game to take lightly a drinks break for an injury a lot of controversy in cricket I was listening to the test match earlier on um, drink, drinks breaks there being an issue and now it slows the games down we're having a drinks break here at Millwall whilst the uh, the 8 receives some treatment Bet365 gave us a stat I'm not a huge one for stats even though I read one out every every game um, Millwall lost just one match at home since October 2017 um, Fortress Den and a fisty pump thing going on there um, that game was of course against Fulham in the last season so what a game to lose but um, that's still a pretty good track record just one game at the Den at home since October 2017 dear listeners long ball forwards from Jake Cooper that's a flick header from oh almost a, one of the most incredible goals you'll ever see anywhere there's a flick header on from Steve Morrison caught on the back heel by Lee Gregory on the run through um, it went wide and high I think in the event let's watch it again catches it 
Yeah, well, wide and high. So um, if it had gone in, it would have been incredible. As it is, it's just an incredible miss, I suppose. But the, uh, the, the ambition of taking it on deserves applause. 31 minutes. Lines up, beautiful ball there from Sean Williams. Ball early into the box, as in the path of Lee Gregor, the defender. Number five makes a last ditch stand there, prevents a beautiful move. Ball wide left from Shane Williams. Sean Williams, quarterback starting in his own right. Another ball floated back into the mix from the right over the head of Steve Morris. That's going to be a goal kick. No, Lee Gregory chases it down and wins the ball, and Sunnycliffe keeps it in play. Good work, Millwall. 32 minutes. Chance the ball coming from the right hand side. That's towards. James Meredith heads it wide, referee gives a free kick against um, maybe Aidan O'Brien doing a bit of pulling, pushing, I don't know. Meredith getting forwards a lot, trying to use that extra extra man's advantage we have at the moment. 0-0 coming towards 33 minutes, dear listeners. Were you turned on by that uh, third round Caribou Cup draw against Fulham, dear listeners? Some said it was the most boring draw ever. I don't think it's quite that boring. It'd be nice to put one over Fulham, but obviously it's not going to be a full first-team turnout by either team in, in that round. But um, I still always think the London Derby is, is a good night out. That game's going to be played at the end of September. I think it's the 29th-ish of September. I don't know if that turned you on. Did it turn you on? Bit of a wall of white in front of us at the moment. We're trying to work our way round it. Jake Cooper on the left side now, he floats the ball in deep, that's how we're working our way around it, we're getting the old long ball and hitting Steve Morrison, Swansea bring it away, break well, dear listeners, this is the 23, what they're lacking is, is bodies in front of them, as I said they're breaking well, they've made the most awful pass to no one, give the ball back to Millwall, let's launch forwards, this is going to be Gregory chasing down and they will hoof it clear from defence, just as you praise the team so they go and scrub, I think it's a commentator's curse isn't it? Mill trying to zip the ball around. Um, they're trying to move the ball at pace. Another injury. They're going down like 10 pins. Nine pins? 10 pins? Pins? Mill trying to zip the ball around at pace. It's going to be the way that we unlock this defence. And you get a sense the first goal will um, open the floodgates. But at the moment, we're just lacking a little bit of execution. Swansea Jacks. Ever wonder what Swansea Jack is? People born in the town or city of Swansea. And by extension, says the, uh, the Swansea Trust website, by extension, the fans of the football club are known as Swansea Jacks. There are two possible origins for this nickname. The first is a reference to the, the high reputation of local seamen. That's with the blokes who sail at sea, not the uh, local um, you know, uh, sperm stocks. The reputation of local seamen, Jack Tars, Jolly Jack Tars in the early 19th century. And there's also um, another famous story of a black retriever, also called Swansea Jack who rescued no fewer than 27 people from drowning in the docks during the 1930s. Though I would assume if the dog was called Swansea Jack, the expression pre-existed the dog, didn't it? So that takes you back to the Jolly Jack Tiles of um, the 19th century. Jack was a kind of a casual term for a man back then. You had Jack of all trades. You had uh, Jolly Jack Tile, Saucy Jack the Ripper. It was a kind of a general term for um, a person, a man, a bloke. A geezer, a guy, wherever you are in the world, that kind of term. The Swansea manager, Graham Potter, is on the screen. He has this curious resemblance to David Livermore. I wonder if they've been cloned or swapped at birth or something of that kind, you know, separated at birth. Very close resemblance to David Livermore, so to the point where you could, put, you know, you could almost say hello, David, to Graham and hello, Mr. Potter, to uh, David Livermore. Perhaps there's some storyline behind that we need to to know perhaps there was um, semen from Swansea involved I don't know or maybe I'll leave that metaphor right there dear listeners I'm probably digging my way into libel country not God's country but libel country like a good U2 song wouldn't it in, in libel country not in God's country anyway 
Back to the game. 40 minutes coming. Lions still looking to try and unpick this Swansea defence. So far, we're just lacking a little bit of imagination. Not enough music and lights. There's not an imagination joke there for the older listeners. Sequin, no sequins and pearls in this performance so far from Millwall. Good band imagination. Total, total cheese. Cheese from start to finish, but a game for a laugh. I think they all come out of Tottenham or something like that, didn't they? A series of hit singles in the 80s. Here come Millwall. Meredith on the left-hand side now. He's playing it wide. This is Aidan O'Brien. What can he do? He just checks his run. He floats the ball across. That's nicely done. There's Steve Morrison back across the Swansea penalty and hoof clear by the 10. Another long ball forwards. Morrison's header just in front of the oncoming Lee Gregory. He's just not working. That long ball is certainly reaching the head of Steve Morrison, but the flick's on, the nod downs, the, the little second touch is just not coming off for us at the moment. 42 minutes on the clock. Here's Jed. Come down the right-hand side. He runs straight into trouble. Not been his best series of games this season so far, Jed. He's obviously always going to be our uh, touch of flamboyance in the team and, and talent, raw talent. Um, this season not so far checked out for him. He's, he's trying to take on too much at times. I suppose that the more you feel that you're out of form, the more you try to, you know, to, to use your um, use your ability. It's just not working for him at the moment. Here's the half-time break. Um, Nil-nil. Lions do need to um, think of a different way to try and unlock this Swansea defence at the moment, just looking a little bit predictable. And um, I don't think the long ball to Morrison, it may pay off at some stage, but I'd like to see something in to mix it up slightly. So uh, there we are, half time, nil nil. Achtung, Milbein. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. few half-time tweets. Uh, Barney Roney. Guardians Barney Roney says, uh, referring to the sending off, he's shocked to see... Swansea bringing this kind of fuggery to the den sad scenes I think he's got his tongue more than firmly placed in his cheek there Barney Tony Thomas Lions TV Thomas says that was an awful awful challenge if he is injured Meredith he will find the muggy prick says Tony but Meredith was alright this is Millwall Glenn says Archer dropped with a few god guys that'd be a pre-match tweet 
Uh, Doug Hume in, in Sweden just on WhatsApp me saying no real cutting edge. Like a pre-season, Tunnicliffe and Williams are in the same place too often, says Doug, need a more attacking midfielder in the centre. Rather get a sense that maybe Ryan Leonard, though he's not eligible to play tonight, of course. Jake Saunders says half-time mill nil, Swansea nil, frustrating half for Millwall. The visitors are down to 10 men, but still have had their moments. Wallace's miss is the only clear-cut clear cut chance, says journo Jake. Mill supporters club Mill trying to break and make things happen, but Swansea are packing out the Lions' final third, as you would expect them to. Uh, a few long balls to Morrison and long crosses are good for Mill, but frustratingly cleared away. That's why we need to mix it up, MSC. We need to mix it up. This is Millwall again. It says, for the love of Christ, strong stuff. For the love of Jesus Christ, our dear Lord and Saviour. Get Skalak on, says this is Millwall for AOB. Get Skalak on for Aidan O'Brien. Good old Grumpy Grimace, one of my favourite tweeters, says a lot of industry and possession, but only the one clear-cut chance, which Wallace should have put away. Yes, he should, Grumps. Expecting more from AOB in the second half. I wonder whether he will continue. I think Glenn got it right. Maybe time for Skalak. It's Skalak time. We need a bit of artistry out there. And finally, Dan underscore Wall 6 says, these Swansea can deal with hoofball easily. Get Bradshaw and Skalak on. Can't spend over a million on, the, on him and leave him on the bench. I think you're right there, Dan. Achtung, Milbein. Got the teams for the second half. Mill will be attacking the cold blow lane end in the second period. We need something different, dear listeners. I don't know if there's any signs of changes down there at the, at the half-time break. Nothing so far, but certainly a new, a new mentality, perhaps, for the second half. Too many long diagonal balls at Morrow. Not enough actual unpicking of the Swansea defence. And the one chance we did get was um, wasted. That's not too strong a word. It was wasted by Jed Wallace. Incidentally, talking of something different, I don't know if anyone tuned into my show that I did after the uh, Plymouth game in a week. It was a nice interview with a very nice young lady called Annette Brooke, who's doing a musical of all things, a Coldblow Lane musical, which is on uh, the matchstictheatre.com. It's in Deptford. Um, quite an interesting idea. I'd, I'd, um, check it out anyway. I did a, um, a little piece on it in this show half-time break on, on uh, Wednesday night. Um, but yeah, what an interesting idea. Mill musical. I've been trying to toy with an idea. I've always wanted to stage something. always fancied myself as um, something of a playwright. A thespian, possibly. Um, Mill musical. So she's done one called Cold Blow Lane. It's set in 1986. The uh, origins of the lionesses and the issues of 1986 musically and socially and politically. So it sounds interesting. Here comes Lee Gregory down the left-hand side. Football inside finds Jed Wallace gets a bit of control. What can he do? He's taken turn and floated across to nobody, and the uh, defender will clear. So yeah, Mill musical. I think I might entitle my musical Hurlymans of an exclamation mark. Hurlymans, Hurlymans. Never before has anyone asked for more Hurlymans. It's got something, don't you think? I'm not saying I'll be the lead voice. Hurlymans, Hurlymans. Never before has a boy asked for more. Consider yourself F troop Consider yourself Part of the treatment family It's got legs That idea's got legs I'm going to work on that Hurlymans Who will buy my unshelled peanuts There's Wallace on the right hand side Little ball flowed into the far side Oh no, Brian's chasing it down It's going for a throw in 47 minutes There's the three coming down the left hand side In front of us in block one that's a free kick conceded by Marlon. I think it was a free kick, unfortunately, dear listeners. 
the 27 and the 10 standing over the ball long shadows in the fading sun 49 minutes in the stadium clock the 27 is going to take it's long 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 too long for the 9 they do keep possession they've been doing that quite well this afternoon loose balls picked up by white shirts that's been the story of the game so far for me it's ball into the box across the face of the middle goal but no danger there thankfully food tasteless food cold pies and boiled hot dogs Crowd trying to roar on their lions it's been a little bit of a sluggish second half so far five minutes into it Swansea taking the time over everything as they will they do like an angled long field ball that's nicely done but Marlon will bring that one away does well there gets just draw the foul and does muscled off by the, by the three down the channels Williams was going to take that nowhere as it is it works a throw in five yards short of the corner flag taken quickly by Steve Morrison this is Jed Wallace he puts the ball into the mix straight into the first defender Wallace in a crossing not been good enough this afternoon this evening so far we must be looking to change it Skalak must be wondering what he's got to do to get on the pitch gain across goes straight to uh, the first defender but Tunnicliffe does collect but there's no there's no natural interchange between Tunnicliffe and Williams that's that's what's going wrong for us at the moment dear listeners Swansea starting to break forwards in, in greater confidence 55 minutes they come down the left at the moment a ball into the middle that's Mare Wallace with a header the line should clear it and, and do break down the left there's Aidan O'Brien as the penalty what will he do he shoots wide and high almost to the corner flag wow just on the edge of the penalty and have a chance frittered away dear listeners I want to mention the Charlie Wynn appeal dear listeners uh, some of you may have seen the um, post up on Twitter little interview I did with Charlie last year he suffered an injury in, in training a boxer middle boxer suffered a sparring in, injury bad one um, he's, he's not very well at the moment he's had um, brain surgery um, there was a, an appeal to help him out of this situation he's um, got family young family wife and he's in, a, he's in a bad way at the moment. His aim at the moment is to get back walking at some stage and recover his speech. So that gives you some measure of the, the type of injury that he's, he's sustained there. Um, go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Charlie with an IE hyphen win. W-Y-N-N. Charlie IE hyphen win. W-Y-N-N. Um, Charlie win appeal. He needs money. He's a mill boxer. He was on the show last year. He's a, he's a lovely guy. Uh, but he's taken a bad injury in training and I think that will be the end of his any ideas he might have of any further sporting activity certainly until he's fully recovered so um, yeah any, any help you can give on that is, it will be much appreciated by the family by the Wynn family up well for that um, Patsy free kick being given by the, by the referee there Sean Williams concedes on the halfway line relieving any pressure on Swansea but the ball, ball breaks down forwards this is Morrison he feeds Tunnicliffe what can Tunnicliffe do? He's running into trouble is what he can do. He's going over on the left-hand side. He finds Jed who shoots over the bar. Edge of the penalty here, a shot over the bar. Little moment there, we're on the break, 58 minutes. Time for Mill Bench to make that change. Aidan O'Brien's coming out. Yuri Skalak is going to come into proceedings. I think that's the right move as well. He's not done terribly well for me this afternoon. Jed Boyce decides to look a little self-indulgent as well. There's probably no obvious change on the bench for Jed Wallace. Ball forwards from Williams, finds Morrison on the right-hand side. Crowd stands 
has won the ball into the box was just not good enough that's cleared there's now Skalak on the right hand side by the right side corner flag what can he do picks out a better ball bounces around in front of goal but cleared not going in the wrong direction suddenly the lines look a lot more dangerous while on Romeo feeds Skalak 16 minutes half an hour this is now Jed Wallace pulled into the box that's going to go for a call on the right side Dennis Nez suddenly there's energy you can hear the energy in the stadium Sean Williams going to take on the right hand side another player goes down Swansea the uh, three limping away but he stands up now so the uh, play will continue so Sean Williams going to take on the right hand side dear listeners and it comes it's deep 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 back post um, Cooper gets it into 1-0 back heavens Ireland Jake Cooper that's Murray Wallace is claiming that dear listeners Hill at the back post finding the deadlock is broken on 61 minutes Hill back into the mix Murray Wallace finds himself on the end of that back header from Jake Cooper 1-0 Millwall let's watch it in the replay better, better view deep cross and it back by Jake Cooper and a little touch in from Murray Wallace Hopefully that will get his nerve settled and get him back into, get him into the Den scene, into the Den vibe. One nil Millwall. Halfway through the second half, 67 minutes. That goal has come as a mighty relief to everyone concerned. Um, Millwall still looking rather clumsy in unpicking this Swansea defence. They're obviously trying to come out of their shell a little bit now. More ball sprayed to the wings from central positions. The second goal will be a great uh, source of comfort to us. Hurleyman's, Hurleyman's. Got a bloody song in my head now, dear listeners. Ladies and gentlemen, Mule in Business, at MFC in Business, have a power breakfast. An LA Law-style power breakfast at the den, 9am on the 11th of September. Um, Mill in Business is, is looking to build networks, Mill businessmen, build Mill contractors, tradesmen, um, people like... Any, you and me anyone like you and me can go to Millwin Business contact them on this email address 1885mib at gmail.com all lowercase 1885mib at gmail.com Millwin Business are holding a power breakfast like they used to have on LA Law with Susan Day do you remember Susan Day? that's the fancy Susan Day something chronic Millwin the break at the moment this is Jimmy Scalak on the right side 17 minutes on the clock what can he do? He's attacked the right side. There's a ball across the box. That's a beautiful, beautiful cross. Morrison just couldn't connect, unfortunately. He's looked a different level since he's come into, into proceedings. Jerry Scalak, dear listeners. She was in the Partridge family, wasn't she? David Cassidy, the Partridge family. Everyone remembers that too. Things I remember, dear listeners, you wouldn't believe. The LA Law breakfast never consisted of cornflakes either or, or toast. They always had uh, fruit and orange juice coffee always looked very glamorous to me but Arnold Arnold was a divorce lawyer as well he used to always cop off with the uh, always attracted divorcees that he was copping off with I thought that's the kind of game to get into unlike my old granddad who thought I should become an undertaker or something of that kind divorce lawyer seemed to be the way to go from what I saw of LA law anyway being a trade union rep doesn't really come close to the, uh, the sheer glamour of LA law delicious but there we are Guest on the show. What's your name? Darren. <laughs> Little kids getting bored. Running backs and forwards. I'm sure that um, Sky TV don't have to work in these conditions. 
they get bored this time of night, don't they? Probably way past his bath time. And here is it, the den. There's a Lions trying to work a chance down the left side. That was almost a nice little back heel flick into the path of Jeb Wallace. Just quite, didn't quite come off. 73rd minute of the game. I think the little boy's wanting attention off me. He's just deliberately got into my run, running in front of me. I think his attention is after. He must be bored stiff. Here comes Swansea. They want attention. That's a shot wide at the, at the left side post. 74 minutes. Marlon Solly being to the punch on the left hand side. Is a chance for the 26. And get a, a shot away. That's 2 1 all. 75 minutes. That's an awful chance. Marlon Romeo beaten there. Mistake on the left hand side. The ball finds a 26, which slams it home. Very well indeed, I'd say to report, dear listener. That's 1 all. 75 minutes. Hang your heads in shame, Mill, for giving away that goal. That was sloppy. All out wide right. Or right left, sorry. Over the head of Marlon Romeo, who's beaten there by the centre. Good work from their point of view. He cuts back behind him. Mistake there into the path of the 26, who takes it and actually takes it behind him and then slams it into the bottom left. That hurts. That hurts. Not gesticulating, going on with her away in there, as you can picture, dear listeners. We've got seven, 13 minutes to retrieve this. This should be a win. Tony Cliff, this is Mal Murray Wallace. Across uh, to nothing to nobody. Also Shaney Williams. Shaney Williams? Shawnee Williams. But the defence will stand fast. Jed Wallace. There's a penalty find Skellig. What can Skellig on the right-hand side? He shoots. Across the face of the goal. 81 minutes. Moment there. Tight chance, tight angle. Took it on. If it had gone in, it would have been spectacular. But as it is, it's gone well wide. Definite error on Marlon Romeo. Got the um, accountability has got to come into things to concede that goal. Ball's threaded this way through. He finds Lee Gregory on the right-hand side. There's no one in the middle. He's got Jed Wallace back behind him. What can Jed do? He, he takes a little moment. He flicks it back across the goal. Just over the head of the oncoming Meredith there. 83rd minute of the game. Little moment there. Williams picks out Marlon Romeo's offside. On the right-hand side, 84 minutes. There's Swansea pressing forwards. They've worked a little chance here. Ball across the box. 2-1. 9-9 slams it in from close. Mill pulled apart. Break from defence. Down the left-hand side. It's a ball across the box. Into space. A lot of space in front of the uh, the Mill penalty area. Right, right leftwards again. And the nine overlapping slams in from close. That's a shocking goal to concede from Millwall. 86 minutes on the clock. Four minutes to go. Plus when the uh, overtime gets stuck on the end of this debacle. That's what it feels like at the moment. Look dangerous on the break this half. They've certainly done a job on us. Out us, I think that's probably what, what uh, you've got to say. They come again. The 14 on the left. There's the 7. He's going to run out for a goal kick. Elliot's coming in. We're finishing with a Holloway-style team of five strikers. Sunday morning defending, says Doug in Sweden. I think you're right there, Doug. Sunday morning defending, indeed. He's breaking forward now, last, last minute of the game, roughly. Here's the 7. He's done well for them this half. Little space, space, space. They've hit the post. They've hit the post. They've carved out their chances well in the second half. You've got to say that. Um, bit of a lesson in, def- in um, Premier League attacking. Space and movement. Um, we have not looked good enough defensive this afternoon. Going forwards, um, we've looked self-indulgent at times. We got lucky there. I just watched the replay. It's all Steve Morrison. Here's Shane Williams. Chance to float the ball. No, he found Skellac. This will be late, late opportunity. Ball is a box. 
Hangs off the crossbar. Header from Somalia. Wow. Towering header from Somalia. Deep cross. Let's watch it again on the replay. Here's the crossbar and back out. And the goalkeeper takes on the line. Wow. Wow. I think that's going to be it. There is. Swansea celebrate that. Like a fine one it is from their point of view. That's a poor result from the Millwall perspective. A bit of a lesson in Premier League level of uh, play, I'm afraid to say. So I'm afraid that's not good enough Millwall. It's Millwall 1, Swansea 2. It's the Lucas Ball Report. Full time here, and um, this is where it's finished. Millwall one, Swansea two. It's it's poor, really. Um, you know, down to ten men since the fifth minute. Swansea and Millwall didn't capitalise. Um, went one up thanks to Murray Wallace. There's a good ball in from a corner from Williams. Cooper heads it back across. Simple enough for Wallace to head home. Then for Millwall to let Swansea back into the game is poor. Steve Morrison told Neil Harris his tactics were too negative. The boss didn't agree and. We continue to try and play sideways and backwards, but you know we look liable at the back at the moment. We look shaky, and you can't afford to sit on a one-goal lead in a game like this when we've been that poor. We've offered absolutely nothing since going ahead. Could have had a second not long after, but after that it was all Swansea, and the, the tactics have cost us, and the substitutions. There's, there's, there's one aspect of. Neil Harris's management that he always seems to get wrong and it's the subs. You know, if you want to employ those negative and in inverted commas tactics, then you've got to make the subs to do it and you've got to make changes to freshen up. Those players have been running all game and then they can't just be expected to carry on and go on and on. You know, yeah, Tom Elliott came really close to the end, comes off the underside of the bar and the keeper holds on to it. Really unlucky for Tom, who um, had looked alright once he came on. He didn't have too much time to make an impact, but at the end of the game it was a bit like watching a team under Holloway. We had we were playing 4-2-4, the two full-backs were both wingers, um, and then four strikers with Elliott and Morrison playing as the wider of the four. But it just ended up being long ball after long ball, and but we lost that. You know, we know we can play some football here, especially, and we lost that at the end of the game, and it was just really disappointing. But Neil Harris will be so disappointed with that. But I think at the end of the day, I think it's his, I think it's his tactics that have cost us. To be, if I'm being uh, brutally honest, you know, Steve, yeah, Steve Morrison did turn around to him and tell him that we were being too negative, and we persisted with it, and we've ended up going away from the game with absolutely nothing. What a big thank you to Lucas for that that summary. Um, Sunday morning nightmare it is indeed, dear listeners, but you have to laugh. One thing you've got to do in adversity is laugh, and this made me laugh, you probably won't laugh at this, but it I made me laugh, from uh, Jordan B. Peterson, he says he finally got to the den for the first time this season, and it was the archetypal Millwall experience, fear, loathing, pandemonium, and an unhappy ending, says Jordan. Jordan is such a wit, he's probably laughing my pronunciation of his first name. 
Oh dear, what can we say after a result like that, dear listeners? There's a torrent of online outrage. You can find it for yourself. Go on Twitter. Um, it was an appalling display yesterday. Um, tactical naivete from, from Neil Harris, it's got to be said. We seem to have player unrest within the dressing room. Uh, Tony Monday calls it chaos in the dressing room. Um, definitely not the unity of last season, especially with the archer who apparently, uh, Jordan, stormed out of the den when he wasn't picked for the first team yesterday and went home in the manner of um, a little boy taking his ball home because if he can't play, no one else can play. Um, Jordan Archer's got a lot of growing up to do, if that's truly what happened. Morrison apparently balling out Neil Harris for his negative tactics. I missed that in real time. Lucas referred to it in his piece. Tony Monday refers to it in his posting. And as uh, many have pointed out, Jed Wallace starting to look like a school playground player. Tony goes on to refer to Marlon Romeo making mistake after mistake and certainly it was all over the place for that equalising goal. I mean, it, it was just shocking defending. Um, he's, he's a curious boy, Marlon Romeo, and I like him a lot. I think he's got the potential to go a long way, but you do not go a long way in the game by making basic errors. You find yourself back in League One as one of those eternally promising players that never made it. Um, and that was awful defending, sad to say. Aidan O'Brien getting slated. Um, Tony says he in, uh, injured last season, but he calls him, calls him a useless, lazy, cowardly fuckwit. Um, strong stuff from Tony there, actually. I know he's not given to um, out, you know, outrage in that way. Poor yesterday, Aidan O'Brien. Uh, Jim Nash says, tough season ahead. Teams have worked us out, says Jim. Thud and blunder won't work anymore. I like that. Thud and blunder as against blood and thunder. Um, Jed Wallace criticism on uh, the House of Fun website. Fuck off, Jed Wallace, and take your dummy with you, says uh, Don Draper, says... Um, after Rotherham, apparently, was our best player because he tried to make things happen, in inverted commas. Jed runs around a lot, but more often than not this season, he has been completely ineffectual with a piss-poor final product. And that sums up his performance yesterday. I'm really sorry to say this, this dear listeners, but you've got to be honest, and this show is relentlessly honest, isn't it? Money, money, money. Is this what's lying behind it? We've seen Jules Savile depart for um, Middlesbrough for £8 million, so they've got a cut of that action. Um, Jed Wallace was rumoured to be the other party wanted in the deal during the course of the summertime. Has he got the arse because he's not um, privy to the money? I don't know. Um, the love of money is, is biblically the root of all evil. Um, I don't blame players for wanting to make the most of their short-term careers. Um, but you've got to stay switched on, focused, and you cannot get the kind of... Um, the diva mentality that I think we're seeing with one or two in our squad. Um, big question marks for me too over Neil Harris's tactical acumen. Um, obviously there are reports that Morrison and he seem to have had a falling out over tactics. Um, we are nothing if we are not relentlessly fired up attacking, especially at home in front of the cauldron of the den. And... Um, we we seem to have lost that mojo. Um, I don't know where our mojo's gone, dear listeners. Um, there may be many causes for that. I've also got to look at the management, and I'm afraid that Neil Harris had a tactical masterclass yesterday from Swansea manager Graham Potter, who pulled us apart in the second half, absolutely pulled us apart, uh, made us look like, um, 
you know, Beckton Park level defending uh, for both the goals, in all honesty. And that's a big, hard lesson. The, the championship is a hard arena. And as much as we all love Neil Harris, we all know his story, we all know his Millwall man through and through. That was a tactical lesson yesterday, and we can't afford many more tactical lessons like that. Final comment uh, from Andrew on Twitter, who says, we don't look comfortable when we have the majority of possession. I think it's a case of teams have started to work us out now. Uh, They're quite happy to sit back and let us wear ourselves out before hitting us on the break later in the game. I think you're right there, Andrew. I think that's, that's it. A quick run through before we close out, dear listeners, on the AMS player rater. Ben Amos picking up a 4.7 from the fans on the the AMS website. Um, Slightly harsh. I don't think there was much he could have done about both the goals. In all honesty, these these were defensive mishaps. Um, 4.7, though, from the the Millwall punters. Um, Jake Cooper and Murray Wallace both getting star ratings. I'm not sure about this, dear listeners. 6.1 for both. Um... Defensively, we were all over the place yesterday, and it was the defence that conceded both the goals. Now we can talk about the midfield being poor and every other player in the team being poor, but to give 6.1 to the central defenders on a day where we've given away two sloppy goals seems somewhat perverse. Um, as is James Meredith's 5.8, he was getting forwards nicely for me at times. I would have rated him slightly higher than than the, uh, the two central defenders, personally. But a 5.8 from the AMS people in the know. Marlon Romeo rightly getting a 3.5 that's one of the lowest ratings I've seen for Marlon Romeo uh, in his career at Millwall Uh, Jed Wallace also 4.1 awful chance missed in the first half trying to do some kind of um, Cristiano Ronaldo I I think I called it in real time Um, high stepper kick um, shambolic performance from Jed I'm sorry to say this uh, because I like him he's a good player one of our flair players but Yesterday, well off the pace, and I don't know where his head is at the moment. Ryan Tunnicliffe was industrious and very, very Tunnicliffe in his approach. He gets a 5.3. That's probably about right. I didn't think much of our midfield. I preferred Sean Williams. He's got a strange um, 5.7 rating. I actually thought Williams was one of our few players that put his foot on the ball, picked the pass, and played it. I would have given him a higher rate. I would have made him maybe my star man yesterday, although the very term star man in the context of that performance is, is, is an oxymoron um, but he's getting a 5.7 from the AMS Konya Sentai um, Aiden O'Brien 4.1 poor from Aiden I can't can't dress that in any fancier finery than that 4.1 probably about par for the course for Aiden O'Brien who's got some big questions to ask of himself there's a big season for a, lot, a few players and that includes Aiden O'Brien League One or Championship is, is probably going to be his, his choice in his life um, up front Morrison looked a bit tired, a bit dreary, a bit predictable. And I don't know if his head's in the right place. I don't know whether at the age of, what is he now, 35 looming, um, whether the championship is just too hard an arena for him to be a regular first-choice pick. I actually quite like the look of Tom Elliott when he came in. We've got the crossing now from Jerry Scalak, who I liked. He's getting a 6.1, which I think is harsh from the um, from the AMS um, Voters, I would have given him slightly higher than that because his, the quality of his crossing was, was one of the few bright spots for me yesterday. Um, otherwise, Lee Gregory, 5.1. Lee gave us the hard-working Lee Gregory performance um, without ever really exciting or getting our juices flowing. Overall, that was a shocking performance, and I can't think of any other way to put it. So, shocking performance, 
work to be done and just the small matter of Leeds in two weeks time um, I hope you, you can't enjoy this show dear listeners I hope you feel reinforced in your attitudes towards yesterday's game as a consequence Arriva Deachi Millwall You've been listening to Octoon Millwall the CBL Magazine podcast that's the Millwall News this week and we are out of here Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.